0: Hey y'all, D-Foss here. My mission with this Limitless Theory 360 podcast is to connect you with the very people that have positively impacted my life and will continue to do the same for thousands of others by providing education-based, actionable techniques that allow you to create a limitless perspective on life. So my guest today is one of my former high school basketball teammates. We met each other back in 7th or 8th grade, I want to say. We've known each other for a long time. We've always stayed connected. It's increased in the last couple of years. He really pushes me. I hope I do as much for him. He's the owner, the founder, and the CEO of CK1 Sports and CK1 Bands. So, Chris, what's up, bro? How we doing? What's good, man. How y'all guys doing, man?
1: (laughs) I'm here and ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) First podcast. That's what all it is. Right. Getting into it. So, as you can tell... Um, and this will be a thing that I do regularly. Yes. Yeah, uh, we got to represent, right? Um, yes, sir. Representing you just making somebody else's dreams come true. So um, I will always be picking a shirt depending on my guest. So today, rocking the Vert Squad shirt from a man, Chris. Vert Squad. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so, Chris, I wanted to actually start. And speaking of basketball and stuff, you can see my – my little uh collection over there on the wall but uh did you get a chance to watch last night's game?
1: Yes, I watched bits and pieces of it, especially the second half.
0: Oh, okay. I yeah. you watched more than me then. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch any of it. I was doing no. I was doing a lot of work. Um got caught up, had some business stuff going on. Completely forgot and then I was I had to be up early so I just knocked out. But um what did you catch from it? Like everyone said, it was a crazy, fantastic game.
1: Yeah, it was a great game, back and forth. Uh Kyle Lowry came to play. I know he got tore up last game for missing that shot, but he actually got blocked in that last that last second shot. He got blocked by Draymond.
0: I was gonna say, it, there's no way yeah. he just hit the side of the backboard. A lot of yeah,
1: he got had. blocked.
0: Yeah,
1: I actually saw a pitcher and his fingertips—he had two or three fingertips on the ball, and that's why. I guess. You know, he took that to heart because he really came to play. He had 21 points in the first half. So, uh, yeah, he came to play. He wanted to win. They wanted to end that game that day because if they would have extended it and if Clay wouldn't have gotten hurt, Mm -hmm. it would have been tough. So,
0: it was was a fun game to watch. You can't give the Warriors additional chances. That's just a no-no. You can't. You got to end it. You got to cut them off when you can. So, um, you just said – we were talking a little bit beforehand – Specifically, like, it's crazy to watch the NBA finals now based on, like, all-star players. All There's right. so many – when you get to the finals, those two teams are stacked with players. Right. Um, right. And that's something that you go into a lot is, you know, the way that these athletes are training. That's what you try to put out there for, you know, people and for content, people that are watching you, following you. Um, how do you think they train and we can go into this more later how do you think they train or even go about stuff obviously being an ex-college basketball player you kind of know but what do they even do (laughs) in between finals games or in between playoff runs and say the Warriors had like a six or eight day break what are they what are they doing do you have any insight on that
1: uh, you know, it, it varies, but I know a lot of players uh, actually, you know, continue to work out while like in season. A lot of people have this misconception that working out in season will, you know, ruin your performance. But actually, it helps you maintain your strength that you spend your mm-hmm. off season gaining. It helps you maintain that when you're playing games back to back. So uh, definitely, players are working out, still lifting weights. You know, not as heavy as they would in the off season that they're just trying to maintain. They're not trying to gain. And then another big thing is um, recovery. They spend a lot of time on recovery. We don't see it, but I'm sure like they're spending hours, like you know, getting their massages, you know, getting, um, you know, soft tissue work, you know, flexibility, things like that. So um, hot, hot, and uh, you know, the contrast, contrast pools, yeah. hot and cold, yeah, you know, things like that, just to keep their muscles loose, because you know, um, this is the like the most important time of the year in the finals. So the elite players are taking care of themselves. One player I would suggest that everybody should pay attention to or look out for is LeBron James, and how he's continued to keep this longevity for, you know, his whole career, what, almost 18 years? I don't know, 16 years? Yeah, so definitely recovery and, um, you know, maintaining their strength and, of course, getting their shots and skill work.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that. And that's – I mean, I've heard the stats on how much money he puts into his body. It's like, what – 1. 1. 2, yeah, yeah 1.2 mil every, million. Season. every um, season. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, that, That's, that's a small
1: that, investment, honestly.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's very small. If you think, it about,
1: it, if you think about it. <laughs> <right>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, like, right. that's both. And then speaking of that, right, he has millions of ways to make money. It's another right. way NBA players set themselves up for success, not just right. on the court but off the court, right, um, right. which we'll dive into more. But then I was going to ask you, what did you do specifically for recovery-based stuff in your career? I know personally we had, we had zero in high school. We didn't have right. access to anything. And I right. think about it all the time too. Now being an athletic trainer, um, the, the realm of possibility for high school athletes in Rhode Island specifically i think to capitalize on their talent in the small pool that we have because there's a lot of talent but there's a lot of potential that's wasted um i think a big problem and it's not actually required by the state of rhode island to have an athletic trainer uh specifically assigned to your school so that goes into obviously funding by school and the state and all that stuff in the city but Um, it's crazy. People ask me all the time. They're like, oh, like, yeah, did you get into it in high school when you were playing sports? And I was like, no, I had no idea what an athletic trainer was. They came once a week, and they came to football games. They didn't go to basketball games. They didn't go to soccer games. Like, they were strictly football. That's it. And they came once a week to check in for football practice. Basketball, they came, like, once a month to check in. And everybody happened to be hurt that day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like everybody had some sort of ailment, but I didn't have any previous, you know, knowledge or experience with athletic trainers or uh, performance-based, you know, ways to uh, just increase performance and longevity and avoid injury and stuff like that. So when did you kind of – did you experience that in college or were you doing stuff in high school – um, kind of dive into that and let, let me know what where you started and how you got more into it. All right. Uh, it really
1: started for me in college because we did have, I played junior college basketball at Anoka Ramsey Community College in um, Minnesota. And um, we had an athletic trainer on staff and he was there for every practice. There was only one guy, but he had like an assistant. And he was there for every practice, every game for all the teams. And it's a junior college, so we really had like few teams we had Mm -hmm. soccer men and women's we had men and women's basketball and I believe tennis or something like that so it was probably like six teams total and he was only um the one person on staff for all of us but I learned a lot from him I try to pick his brain um but you know in my younger days when I was a teenager I used to just in high school I used to just uh you know self medicate myself you know like I bumped my knee you know I ice pack Mm -hmm. you know um and just anything I would find on YouTube. YouTube was my my friend. Okay. <laughs> YouTube was my friend in high school, so uh, we didn't have <laughs> any athletic trainers or anybody on staff that I can really pick their brain or learn from. So I used to just Google or YouTube everything. So I really wouldn't do it unless I was hurt, because I was like a work, 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 more more and more type of guy. Yeah. So you know, once I got hurt, I, I'm like, right, I gotta, I gotta heal myself so I can do more work, or somebody's gonna get better than me and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. Really, in my college days, my junior college days.
0: Okay, so that's when you started to dive into that stuff. Were yes. you a fan of contrast baths? I was uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I didn't do contrast, but what I did do, we did have like this, uh, like a tub that we used to fill with cold, like cold water. It was a cold tub with, with mm-hmm. ice. And I used to take ice baths. I liked them because I used to see LeBron do it. So <laughs> like, this is before, um, you know the. Uh, chiral chambers and stuff got big. It's before all like like the last few years of technology for recovery has like increased dramatically, but oh, it's insane,
0: yeah, whole, this is the whole quote unquote like biohacking thing is just it's through the right, right now it's crazy, exactly. and a lot of it's just trendy, you know what I'm saying right. the yeah. people who are taking advantage of the the keywords that everybody wants to hear right right, uh, right. yeah, I mean something as simple as contrast baths been around for forever. Um, and I remember doing the same thing, doing ice baths. And then I remember learning from my athletic trainers and learning in school in class that contrast baths were actually more beneficial doing uh, two minutes in a warm tub, one minute in a cold and going back and forth two to three times, maybe 10 minutes. But the uh, vasoconstriction and vasodilation is what really gets the blood flowing, gets the lactic acid out, the inflammation out of the joints. So I used to do that religiously, especially um, like the first week of practice where you just get run into the ground. Um, In terms of obviously uh, like maintenance during the season, you talked about your use of CK1 bands now, but how you used to just use bands all the time and resistance, not necessarily loaded weight. but you do a lot of plyometric resistance exercises and i remember at the YMCA in Cranston doing the first the first thing that you taught me was uh putting the ankle brace on with the uh plated uh cable wire and doing um the the turn and driving the knee up yeah yeah the knee yeah, drives, the knee drives. Uh, i remember doing those with you Markeen, uh, marquise uh lem all of that uh-huh. that crew we used to have in there. Right. So, um shout out to you of course for showing me lots of that right. stuff Easy back in that. the day. YouTube, right. YouTube helped you and everybody else cuz you yes, always been putting people right. on. Exactly. Um but what what do you see the benefit in with bands? Like how how is how have bands helped you get to where you are and helped you throughout your basketball career obviously which is not still going but um, is still helping you on the other side of things now.
1: All right. Um, I'm a big fan of bands because with bands, you're not fighting resistance. It's more so you're fighting the tension in the band. So mm-hmm. you know, the further you stretch the bands, the more tension, the more resistance. So that's how I like the bottom. And um, they're durable. They're durable because they're durable more mainly because um, they're portable. Mm-hmm. So when you travel, you know it's not like, all right. Basically, like you don't want to carry weights, free weights with you. That's not. That's not realistic. But when you travel, you know you can have resistance bands, and you can, like I said, the more tension you have on them, you know, the longer you stretch them out, you have more more resistance. So I like them because they're portable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they definitely help me a lot because um, when you you can move through uh, different ranges of motion without changing your movement pattern. Uh, you know, like you can do a jump. Sometimes you can't jump the way you want to jump with dumbbells. You can't have the arm swing with dumbbells. You know, put some torque in your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have resistance bands, you can. If, if it has the right resistance, you can do, like, a full range of motion without any restricted movement. So that's why I like bands. They're versatile, and they, and they don't let you, um, you know, change the type of ways that you move. So yeah. I like them a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot less, lot less uh, stress on the joints which right. is huge, right, for um, avoiding injury is just reducing that inflammation in the joints, especially the hips, knees, and ankles. Everybody in, I mean, basketball, you, you run those down to the ground. Um, right. You really do, and it, it, a lot of people play bone-on-bone, bone, no cartilage in their knees. Kobe right. was an example, right? So right. Um, it's it's not easy to, to maintain, but like you said, you can always – take bands with you you can always do that i don't know if you've read uh tb12 the tb12 method but i would highly recommend it because he goes into how he uses bands for 90 percent of his exercises he also talks a lot about just the industry and um <laughs> professional sports industry and how everybody thinks you know bigger faster stronger uh more weights you know more reps is better Um, And we know that that's not necessarily the case, especially for athletes. Bodybuilding, different case scenario. Olympic weightlifting, different scenario. But specifically athletes, right, and and maintaining fast-twitch fibers, maintaining the ability to practice your craft and get out there and take shots. And um, you can't be injured, like you said. It takes away from what you do and how you make a living. Um, Right. If, if you're at that professional level. So I highly recommend you watch your, you read the TB 12 method. Um, but going from there, I wanted to talk about your Vertimax because I know that's something you put a lot of people on to. Right. Uh, so explain that real quick and your, your homemade Vertimax.
1: All right. So the home, homemade Vertimax is of course something I learned on YouTube. Uh, it's an older video. I, I can't remember exactly which one, but uh I found out about the Ritter Max and I was like, man, I wish I had this because growing up, that's like I'm five ten. Mm-hmm. You know, and basketball is a tall man's sport. So I needed athleticism to uh, you know, help me, you know, help overshadow my my height. I'm average height, but for basketball I'm short. So uh definitely needed that athletic advantage. So I used to always try to find methods and things that'll work for me. And uh, I figured a Virgimax would be something dope I could use, but, you know, being in Rhode Island, especially, we don't have access to a lot of these things, you know? So, um, I found out about, um, the homemade Virgimax, I named it that, but the homemade Virgimax, so what you do is you get two resistance bands and you just tie them to a squat rack and when you cross them on your shoulders, over your head, over one shoulder, over your head, over the other shoulder, and you just jump, you do like a, uh. designated amount of reps, probably like 10 reps, three sets. And then you just try to jump as high as you can. And the thing about it is that the tension from the bands, they're constantly pulling you down, even when you're not in motion. So when you jump up, it's pushing you down. And of course, when you fight the resistance, you're activating more muscle fibers to help you push through that movement. So whenever you don't have the bands on you and you do the same jumping movement, you're jumping higher because those other muscle fibers are activated or they think they need to be activated.
0: Yeah, that's, that's something that people don't talk about enough, I think, is uh, muscle fiber recruitment. right? right? It's, it's easy to, to activate the ones that you usually activate, the larger muscle groups. But right. when you have to utilize and ask for a lot more muscle recruitment, you, that's when you get a lot more muscle fiber damage, and then you actually build that muscle and that strength right. uh, recovery process. But the other thing, like, like, like that you said and I just kind of picked up on, was when you have the resistance and you jump and it's pulling you down, that even creates uh, a harder ability to decelerate, right? As you get to the bottom and you land, which right. we know also is 90% of the time where people get injured. Exactly. So people aren't getting injured when they jump. People are getting injured when they land. When they land. Yep, And that's not talked about enough either. Um, right but that makes a whole lot of sense how the Vertimax can help with that deceleration process so now transitioning from that where when did you kind of come up with the idea for ck1 bands
1: uh i figure i use them all the time and you know once you start your your own business you kind of see like it's like a a third eyewear is like you see things that people use or you yourself consume often and you kind of figure that you can sell it with your own branding. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like my whole, my biggest thing with CK1 Sports is that I wanted to uh, share my experiences and share methods that I use to help other people. So I also use the resistance bands, but I also looked at it from a business point of view as another opportunity to open up a business that caters specific uh, specifically to resistance training so uh resistance band training so it's not limited to only athletic training people can do it like from the elderly to like youth ages they all can use it too so i wanted to make it its own thing so that's really why i created a separate page for that but it's obviously powered by ck1 sports Yeah.
0: yeah okay um so back we'll backlash a little bit um i mean when when did that third eye kind of develop or that that sense of, hold on, I do this all the time, why don't I see if I can help people and make this a living? Like how did you transition from basketball to CK1 Sports Business Owner? When did that start? Why did it start? And um, what do you attribute it to?
1: All right, Uh, just to keep a long story short, I've been playing basketball all my life. And I figured it's the only sport I played. So I figured, you know, I keep playing long enough. I'm dedicated. I work hard. I have the work ethic. that eventually I'm going to, you know, make the NBA or play professional.
0: Mm.
1: Thought it was a realistic goal. You know, I kind of had, had a few talks with some um, some overseas scouts for a lower division uh, overseas when I played JUCO. But I wanted to finish college. So I turned that. It. it wasn't really an offer, but it was just interesting. I turned that down. And I, I was kind of naive. I wanted to uh, move to um, a D two division in Atlanta because okay. uh, I wanted to go to school in Atlanta, get away from the snow in Minnesota. So uh, <laughs> I looked at a bunch of schools, and I, I, the school I fit fit a uh, school I figured that would fit me the most. I tried to just contact the coach. They wouldn't respond. They couldn't respond. So by the time I got there, basically, long story short, I tried out. They didn't make the team. Ended up working. I was sitting for a year. I'm like, man, I'm going to try out next year. Uh, I continued working, and I missed the tryout because I had work. I didn't even know the tryout, when the tryout was, so I, I missed the tryout my second year in 2016. So by then, I'm like, damn, I'm like, I'm done with basketball. Like, you know, I could, I could transfer to another school, but at this point, I'm like, I'm just trying to finish school now and just get mm-hmm. school with. But I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But I did know when I decided to come to the school, I wanted to do exercise science, and I was interested in training because I was still training playing basketball. I was very capable of making a team, but at that time, it was politics. So, um, a lot of people used to ask me all the time, man, like, how do you get your vertical? How do you get your vertical? So, I started training a few of my friends and I actually got one of my friends to windmill. He never dumped before. I got him to windmill in, like, probably four months. So, um, I was like, man, this is a good idea. So, I said, I'm going to create my own vert program. And then, that was the idea for why I used to tweet about it and I was like, Thinking to myself, I can't just come out with a work program out of nowhere. Like I gotta have a brand behind it. Okay. So I was like, I'm gonna create this brand, and then like I kind of model myself after Apple. Um, you know they have iMovie, iMovie, iPhone, mm-hmm. you know things like that. So I'm, like, I'm just gonna name everything CK1. And um, the story behind the name CK1 is it's my initials, Chris Capon. And in high school, a friend of mine, Will Naylor, used to call me CK1 Trey. My name was, (laughs) yeah, my my number was 13, so he used to call me CK1 Trey. So I just took the CK1 from that, and then CK1 Sports, CK1 Vert, CK1 Strength, and I'm just going to keep that going. That's part of my branding. So um, that's how that started.
0: That's so dope. I I didn't know some of that. Yeah. Um, And then you, obviously, I got to thank you again because you were the one that inspired me to do the whole Limitless thing and create my own brand. Um, cause obviously you said you had some people that were looking for nutrition guidance as well, alongside the training. Um, and that's why I decided to, which is funny enough. I broke my foot right before right. my senior year of basketball. You asked me to do that. I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm all about it. I'm not focused on basketball. I'm working, I'm in school, I'm not playing. I'm just trying to rehab. So I have time to, uh, to put some effort into this. And, right. you know, I've always had that entrepreneurial mindset. I've been doing my own online business for years. So it's been something in the works, but you really push the envelope. and like, yo, just get to it, man. Like there's no need to waste time. Uh, it's a journey, right? It's going to take time anyways. And time's going to pass right. whether you do it or you don't. So, right. um, that limitless nutrition guide wrote that from scratch. And that was largely in part due to you. And it, it, along that journey of writing it, I came out with limitless theory. I came out with the idea for limitless fitness, limitless nutrition, limitless economy, which is all starting to pile up now. Um, but back to balancing, cause I had to balance a lot. Um, how did you go about balancing school? work basketball business like how did how did that look for you because I know I'm still doing it I believe you're still doing all of that so right. what does that look like for you because a lot of people are trying to balance different things but a lot of people more often are just like I don't have the time or I don't you know oh I can't do that because yeah. that's too much but I think we're good examples that it's possible you just got to figure it out and balance it so what do you do how do you split up your time. How do you recommend that other people do that?
1: All right. Um, at first it wasn't easy for me because i played basketball, like I said, my whole life. So that was always my motivation to do well in school. Cause obviously if you don't pass or if your grades are not, you know, good enough, you cannot play. Mm-hmm. So that was always my motivation. So honestly, like when I stopped playing basketball, my grades had dropped a lot because I just didn't have the motivation or the interest. Um, and I started working as well, so I was just dedicated to making money, just to have money to spend and stop asking my parents. Mm-hmm. So when I started the brand um, CK1 Sports, I just kind of like started using that money from work to um, fund the brand. So I got motivated by that, and then also thought to myself, "Man, I'm doing exercise science. I need to get my degree so I can look more credible."
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so like I started to pick things up in school. Because at the time when I started seeking one sports, I was going to school uh, part-time. So, yeah, after, you know, 2016, 2017, that year, I started going back to school full-time. It was a a struggle trying to balance going to school full-time, having a personal life, trying to grow the brand, and then also working. So I had to sit down and think. I'm like, the two things that are inevitable. I have to work Mm because I had an apartment at this time, so I had to pay my rent and my bills and stuff like that. And, and and support the brand. So I have to work, that's mandatory. I have to go to school. I'm paying all this money to go to school and I'm trying to get out of school. So I, those two are mandatory. So basically there's like holes in your schedule. You have work, you have school, you have your personal life and then you have grown the business, like the hours you spend growing the business, researching and things like that. So what I had to do is I had to take my personal life and like decrease my personal life. Stop going out as much um playing basketball less instead of like every day maybe two three days a week eventually i broke my foot so that stopped completely but um that's that's another
0: we had like the same exact injury within a year of each other
1: right and then a lot of my my ideas now came from when i broke my foot i was sitting around all day so it was it was a blessing in disguise. but um Yeah, I I doing them down my personal life, and then I actually deactivated my personal page for like six months. I actually I'm actually doing it right now as well. I was just gonna
0: say I'm pretty sure you're doing the same thing right now because I couldn't find you the other day. (laughs) Right,
1: right, yeah. I I do that because when I begin to post too much on my personal page, it's usually nonsense, and I'm wasting my time. Like, (laughs) I start to like to you know, maintain my focus on my business pages because that's what I want to grow. And now I have two, which is even harder. Yeah. I have the Seek One Bands, and I have the Seek and One Sports. So it's tough to to balance all of those things. So I kind of when you know one thing you have to sacrifice, you have to choose which one you want to sacrifice. Either I can decrease my hours at work and focus on school and the brand, and you know maybe more personal, you know personal uh, more of my personal life, or I can just decrease my personal life and, and everything else will increase, and then eventually, when I'm out of uh, school and I'm done working for someone else, I can increase my personal life and the business together. So
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: all about sacrifices.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's for real. Uh, I hear it on podcasts all the time that I listen to is um, a lot of people want it, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get there. And right. a lot of people don't understand the concept of sacrificing. And a lot of people you hear say, I don't have time. Right. Um, so one thing that I started doing last month and I fell off of was waking up super, super early. Uh, right. What does that look like for you? How do you balance? Cause obviously you're still trying to stay in shape, stay healthy. That's a big part of what you do with your life too. Um, and that's a part of your brand. Like you have to maintain that basketball being able to jump being able to lift and and doing all that for your brand specifically um, because you're the face of it so what do how do you split your days up is it like wake up early and get business done or is it wake up early go to school then business and then work give like a little more insight on just what you prioritize from like a daily basis
1: uh, um, just kind of like I said previously, it's like, I know I have to work. So I, I check my work time. If I work in the morning, I know I have later on in the day to do stuff, but I work at five o'clock like I do. Uh, most times, then I have to get most of my stuff done in the morning. Okay. And um, right now I'm in summer school. I'm going to school two days a week. Um, But you know, it's, it's summer school. So it's accelerated. So I spent a lot of time studying and Not really doing uh, much personal stuff, but I also have a girlfriend. So you have to maintain hanging out with your girlfriend and giving her attention. And of course, you know, doing your homework stuff. So uh, for the most part, I try to get business stuff done every day. For the most part, like, if it's not um, editing videos, I do a lot, I do that quite often on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Writing ideas down for the future. Um, I spend a lot of time doodling people don't understand the power of doodling like I, <laughs> like I'll get my notebook out and I'll just draw my ideas out and I'll just kind of like um just see if it's a probable thing like um probably you know, I probably shouldn't speak on this but I have an invention coming out I don't know if I tell you this
0: I think I've seen a little sneak peek, but
1: yeah, I have an invention coming out that I've been working on and it started off with a doodle and I do weird stuff like. I don't want to give away the invention, but uh, I basically made one in my house. So I, I made one and I tested it out and I was like, wow, this is dope. So I just started sketching it out and how, how to make it look aesthetically pleasing to consumers. So like uh, I'm always doing something planning for the future. Pretty much. I like, I like to say I live in the future. I always plan like I'm going to the gym. I try to do the layout of the gym. It's not really a structured thing. A lot of things is like kind of improv, but um,
0: Hmm. But your best ideas come when you're just flowing right when you get in that deep flow. Free. yeah
1: exactly so if i uh, have an idea i write it down so what i actually started doing is uh i i have a bad habit of writing on random stuff right <laughs> so i invested in a journal
0: okay and i kind
1: of like i'm weird i like to put everything on one page but i try to fill the page out. i don't know if you can see it okay yeah i can see that all my ideas, I started writing them down and I kind of structure it by uh I don't know, like YouTube, YouTube videos. I just put listed all my ideas for like the next year and a half. You know? My goal is to just cross them out as I go. Just cross them out. And right. instead of like just keep adding on ideas and not executing them, I'm just gonna execute the ideas that I have now and maybe start a separate page for ideas i want to do in the future but i used to uh write things on like random homework like <laughs> you probably can't see it but like i should just write things on random homework that's why i'm a hoarder when it comes to papers like i don't throw anything away yeah, i just yeah. write my ideas
0: like <laughs> no <in the laughs> nah, it's journal funny. keep me good yeah and that's one thing that i've found that helps me is uh is definitely having like a journal a place to write specific right. down. um but the one thing that i struggle with and you just kind of alluded to it is the fact that I love to think of new things, so I have a huge running list of ideas. Right. But much rather than like executing on those, I'm like, no, no, let me learn something new. Right. And I get, I'm so easily caught up in trying to learn new things as opposed to executing, taking the knowledge that I have and sharing that in a you know, in an easy to digest kind of way for uh, content. I instead focus on, let me find something new and then try to, you know, see where I can go with that from the future. But I think that's something I need to work on just personally myself is just focusing, in focusing in on like what I have, what yeah. I know and wh- how I can get that out and then move on from there. Do you have any tips for that? Do you have any insight or is it really just buckle down and do it?
1: Yeah. as really all I can say is really just buckle down and um one thing I do is I like to break down each individual thing into steps to make it easier to do because you 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 think you have this idea and you think like all right man it's gonna take me a while to execute it and you want to start something new if you break it down and say it's really not that hard like nah. if I just break it down and see like the components of it the different components, then it would be much easier for me so um that's one thing like you just, you kind of really, the main thing is you really just got to do it. That's really all there
0: is. All right. That's a hard one to swallow, but it's true. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. All right. So in terms of learning new things though, because obviously you always, you have to adapt. You have to continue to learn, whether it's from a business perspective, whether it's in school, what are your go-tos? Um, are you more of a book person, podcast, video where where do you fall what do you like more of um what do you spend more time learning from
1: i learn from watching i'm a very uh visual type of person so i like to watch and i pick things up pretty quick when i watch it Uh, i'm trying to get into reading it's not really something that i'm really into but like if it's a topic that i'm into that's another story you know i like to read self-help type of books or Mm -hmm. um things of that nature, things that just speak my language. So, uh, I also like interviews too. Like, uh, I think I we talked about this before. I used to watch a lot of Nipsey hustle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watch a lot of his interviews because he speaks my language mm-hmm. and also like, um, he speaks a lot about bettering yourself and building brands, things of that nature. And, um, I, I, am drawn to that type of stuff. So, uh, definitely it, it's, it's tough to really, uh, it on one thing but i would say for the most part if i had to choose one i'm
0: really a visual learner okay so you're more of a youtube video kind of guy yes sir word that's what's up um do you have any recommendations obviously you said nipsey any other people that you highly recommend uh people listen in on or try to learn from uh, three other people um I it like three. It can be one, two, however many you got on your mind.
1: Uh I learned from David Xander. He's a trainer of LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, yeah. you know Victor Oladipo. I learned a lot from him. Um, but like you said, uh, like I said earlier, I, I, I listen to Nipsey Hussle. It is sometimes it doesn't even. It's not even in my field. It's just people that I I look to. I look to that. Are, are drawn. I'm drawn to their success or mm-hmm. how they do things and how they execute. So, um, those are probably the main two guys. One, Nipsey Hustle, being somebody I listen to his music and I, I like his uh, his business, you know, the business things that he does. And then Dave Bizander, who's someone in my field, and I like how he's approached everything he's approaching and how he's grown so quickly over the last like eight does years.
0: He work, does he work down here at uh, DBC in Miami?
1: Yes, sir. That's him. He's the owner. He's the owner.
0: Okay. Uh, I've been meaning meaning to go down there. I want to just, I I would love to just show up, pop my head in, introduce myself because there's a lot of places down here like that, that have a lot of pool, have a lot of celebrity athletes that go. um, And it never hurts to just go in and see what, You know, see who you can connect with, how you can offer something to them and what they might be able to offer to you. I've been meaning to do that. Um, Now, stepping away from that a little bit, uh, in terms of Nipsey, I shouldn't say stepping away, but going back, I'm a big fan of how he does so much for the people around him. Right. Right. He's a big component. uh, A big component of his is to put his people on. uh, And that's something that you talk about and you allude to that you do um, with your free game Friday. I don't know if you've been doing it lately. Um, What are you trying to do for people in your circle? And how do you look at collaboration versus competition, all the online opportunity?
1: Uh, I think the Internet. Accessibility has just created like an unlimited tapped, uh, like a unlimited pool of information, and like without being, I even saying this, I feel like it's easier to become a millionaire. It's easier to get rich nowadays because because the internet has made access to so many different people from all over the world so much easier. And um, I'm a, I'm a '90s baby. I was born in '94, so I've seen how it used to be. And I've seen how it is now. Cause I'll see like 15 year olds making millions off YouTube or just creating their own clothing lines and things like that. So the traditional method of going to college and, you know, that's another topic, but you know, like the traditional method of going to college and doing this, that and the third, working under somebody and coming up, it's kind of changed. There's different, there's like a fork in the road now. There's different ways you can go about it. But, um, I definitely, uh, like I said, I, I have like a third eye open now. So like my thing is I try to help people open up their quote unquote third eye without sounding ridiculous. But like <laughs> I, ha, I, I try to help people see what I can see now because I see things. When I look at things now, I look at it from a different point of view. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I understand how business works or the basics of how business works. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I try to like get people to understand that they have the ability to – um monetize their interests, monetize things that they love, their passions. And I figured that's something I learned how to do. Mm -hmm. So I try to teach people that they can do it as well. But most people are not willing to do the work or struggle through the beginning phases where it looks like it's a waste of time. But in the long run, it's going to benefit you. People don't want to struggle through those phases. And those phases build the most character for me. And now that I've struggled through those phases, I see um that it's easier to make another transition going forward. So like I said, for example, when I started C H1 Sports, it was slow, but my passion kept me motivated. And now like it's it has like it's taken on it's kind of snowballed into its own thing and like I can leave it for a few days and they'll still like I'll still generate sales or, you know, um days when I'm not as motivated, I'll still get, you know, DMs. Uh, people are asking me questions and things like that. I'm gaining subscribers on YouTube, but uh, CK1 bands now that, that I started that I see what it takes for CK1 sports to get to where it's at. So for CK1 bands, I'm implementing those same strategies and things like that. So basically, um, like I said, with the free game Friday, and you know, for the viewers who don't know what that is, every Friday I just uh, I just give anybody who watches my story on my personal page like insight on um, resources that I use. So that's what Free Game Friday is. But things like that are just made so people can open their eyes and just uh, develop a business mindset pretty much.
0: Yeah, I liked how you put it in terms of monetizing their interests. That's something that people will look at it many different ways. But when you have that perspective of this is something I like to do, and this is something that if I can help other people do the same, I'll get uh, I'll get something in return. But at that point, and for me specifically right now, that's not even of interest to me. Cause like I said, or like you had said, you're still working a job to make this thing come true. You're still in school. So like, we're still very young and we still right. have so much growth and potential to go through. But like I alluded to earlier, <laughs> If I had just waited and not tried to go through with Limitless Theory and creating that, say, what, uh, two years ago now, like, where would it be? Would I, I would be starting from scratch right now. You know, where would my mindset be? Would I have moved down here to Florida? Uh, Which is another thing, like, we talked about before I did, I was like, yo, how much did, moving away from everything you knew as a kid and grew up with, how did that influence your growth mindset, your ability to just change and adapt. And like you said, be open to new things. Cause once you do it once, it becomes a lot easier. Just right. like once you build CK one sports, now building CK one bands, you have more of a structure to follow. You have, uh, you know, you're skipping a step, right? right? It's not one step at a time, very methodical. You can, take two steps at a time and grow that exponentially. So how much did moving away um, do for you? And would you recommend that to people that are just trying to get out of their comfort zone um, and try something new? I know it's something that a lot of people talk about. It's just like, go after whatever it is you want. Cause at the least you learn. So how much, how much did moving away help you?
1: Uh it helped me out a lot. It really opened my eyes. Uh, I grew up in a single parent home. My parents were split when I was very young. My father actually lived in Minnesota where I went to college mm-hmm. um I graduated when I was I was still kind of young I graduated I graduated when I was 17 and uh, at the time like I said I was playing basketball and I was motivated to play basketball and um where I'm from Rhode Island kind of just kind of like a crab in a barrel mentality so I used to tell everyone that I was going to play college ball out of state and they were like no you're not you're going to community college of Rhode Island, which is like (laughs) yes, a local community college in in, in the state. So that motivated me, and that was my passion to play basketball. That's what motivated me to to leave. So I told my mom when I was 17 years old, I'm like, Mom, I'm going to go live with my dad. Um, I didn't want to live with my dad. I wanted to play college basketball in Minnesota, but my dad happened to live there, so it kind of worked out. So that was kind of my incentive to go to Mm -hmm. Minnesota to go play college basketball, but I had family, my dad, who was around. So God forbid if anything was to happen, I always had family where I wanted to go. Because if I would have originally stuck with my, my original plan and came to Atlanta when I was done uh, with high school, I probably wouldn't have had family, you know, around that I know of. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, um, yeah so I, I went to Minnesota, and then – um like being there and seeing how kids my age operated, I saw a lot of kids that were eighteen years old um getting apartments and stuff like that and in Rhode Island, you don't see that quite often it, it may be due to cost of living and things like that that mm-hmm. you know that's another conversation, but um you know, I just see how how they moved and it and it motivated me like, man, like there's so much more out here and um it just it's just like I said, it opened my eyes, so when I came back to compare, it was just like, man, it's not the same. And honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but like that's everywhere though. Cause I, I live in Columbus, Georgia now, which is like it's the second largest city in, in Georgia. Um, but a lot of people don't know that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but they also have, yeah, they also have the same mentality, um, that, you know, a small state like Rhode Island has, like a kind of like a crab in a barrel mentality. Um, they have the same. So it's everywhere. Like every small town has that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think it's, that's one thing I picked up working with, um, like Harvard, working with the Patriots, working in, in those environments. You just realize that nobody's from there. Like everybody has traveled everywhere talking about professional athletes too. like, you know, working with them and being like, yo, like where are you originally from? Well, I grew up in this place for college. I went here Then I went and played for this team over here and like, I'm like, okay, so you've lived in six different major cities, like throughout your life, you're 27, you know, and you can tell by the way they hold themselves by the the, the way they talk, the way their mindset is that they have this, uh, this growth mindset, they have this ability to adapt and um, just move forward. So that was something I talked to a buddy of mine with last night, too, is how do you balance that I want to move away and I want to be my own person, but I want to stay true and not sell out on the people that helped me get there when I was younger, the people that helped me, uh, when I was just living in Rhode Island. Right. Right. I think that's tough. Um, but it's definitely something that you can see the difference in. There's a lot of business people out there that just, completely blow off everyone who ever did anything for them and they just no connections no you know they don't talk to their family no more their families in this state and the rest of their families over there and they don't even talk right you're obviously a big family guy you're obviously a big like uh not a big circle you have your small circle of people that are true to you um how do you go about staying connected with them and just making sure that you don't lose touch in those relationships and those people um, keep motivating you and you likewise with them.
1: Right. Um, My thing is, you know, we're both from Rhode Island. You obviously have a connection to Rhode Island. I look at it as I have a friend named Steve. He's similar to me. He just uh, became a nurse last summer. He's also from Rhode Island, and he left Rhode Island. And he say he has the same mindset that I have, because we have conversations about this all the time. Like when you leave, you kind of your eyes open, you kind of see differently. But I always want to give back. Like I said, this goes back to what I said previously. I just want to open other people's eyes. Maybe it, it it might not motivate them to leave, but the way the world is now, like you can do so much. So I might motivate them to believe that they can do something themselves while remaining in Rhode Island. But um, in my time in 2012, I had to leave in order to True. see what I see now. But I think nowadays you probably wouldn't even have to leave because there's so much you can do, and the Internet has made this world so small. So um, I definitely uh, – I figured when I uh, – uh, you know, when I achieve my goals, I definitely want to give back to Rhode Island always, like maybe every summer doing an event. I know there's a lot of people that uh, that look up to me still from there. There's kids that my sister's in high school now. She goes to Cranston East.
0: Yeah,
1: um, she's she's like 15. She's about 15. I'm um, a <laughs> Yeah, right. So there's there's kids in her age age range that still know who I am, and they ask her all the time, like, um, "When's your brother coming back?" It's crazy. <laughs> I don't like I don't like this having this like celebrity uh, feeling. To myself because i don't think i'm like famous or i try to like you know i don't want people to receive me that way but it's it's, it's kind of dope that i'm getting notoriety for what i do so for people to ask my sister like when's your brother coming back i, I want to um work out with them and stuff like that. Is is definitely a dope feeling so i always want to give back to Rhode island
0: in some type of way that's what's up i like that i also yeah. love how you always shout out the, the kids from the east basketball team that are dunking now like that's that's so dope. You have no idea. <laughs> Being able to have kids still playing for Coach Isaiah, uh, right, and then you use your program, and and it helps them elevate their game. It helps the school elevate their notoriety and their ability to, to win games and put more money into the basketball program or put more money into having athletic trainers and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's what's up. So with that growth of like you don't want to be a celebrity but you want to continue to grow your business where do you see yourself in 5 years
1: 5 years uh by then of course my invention will be be out yeah and i think like i'm when i when i make things or when i create uh you know the things that i create i don't intend on making money for it of course mm-hmm. but you know, that's obviously a result of how effective the things are. So I just want to be financially free. I don't want to be like a millionaire. I mean, of course, you want to be a millionaire or you want to have money, but I want to be financially free where uh, I can take care of my family and my parents or people I love don't have to struggle for money. Like, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, of course, so in five years, I see myself tapping into that that uh, range Maybe not there yet, but hopefully, of course. But tapping into that range, uh, I want to have my own gym. Of course, uh, my programs online, of course, right now. And that's just a way to reach more people. I have other ideas. I want to reach more people that I can't get in contact with. But I definitely love training people because that's something I love to do as a kid. Like, at one point, I almost thought I loved training more than actually playing basketball. like (laughs) Preparing like preparing for war like I actually love the preparing more than the actual war so um I definitely want to open a gym and I want to be like the head trainer of course and I want to run events um with my brand tied to it um of course I want the CK1 bands to grow um yeah like yeah my main point is just be financially free
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know financially free and um continue to create my brands and you know eventually get into real estate Okay. Oh, that's another big thing I want to go on to That's you
0: know, um, but yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Like I said, we still, we still definitely got a lot more to talk about and connect on because right. we very much have that same mindset of, uh, giving back being financially free and being able to utilize our time. A big thing that I strive for a little more than time, uh, financial freedom is time freedom. Right. I'm very much, uh, a spiritual kind of wake up. How do I feel? What do I want to do kind of person? And I know I have that very uh, underlying sense of if I don't do that, it, it eats away at me a little bit so that right. that time freedom is what I'm really uh, looking to do. I don't need a ton of money. I'm not a big, uh, you know, materialistic person. I'm very minimal. I moved down here with like nothing. Um, a couple of pictures, banners, a couple of pairs of shoes. I didn't even bring, you know, a lot of clothes. Uh, it's just like, that's not the type of stuff that I want. Cause like I said, if I do have that, when I do have that money, it's not going to be for me, it's going to be investing it back into other people and helping other people get successful collaborating, right. right. And helping other people get there as well. Uh, creating that lifestyle, that, um, they want and customizing that to them, showing them how they can do that. But, uh, before I ask my last question, um, let everybody know where they can get CK one sports, CK one bands programs and, um, apparel and gear and, uh, where they can follow you and find, find more content from you.
1: All right, so if you want to find some content from myself, CK1 Sports, CK1 Bands, you can hit us on Instagram at CK1 Sports. Mm -hmm. Um, Visit our website, www.ck1sports.com and you can hit our YouTube at, you can just go on and search CK1 Sports or CK1 Sports Performance and you'll see it come up. Um, CK1Bands, www.ck1bands.com and the website is uh, I mean, um, Instagram is CK1Vans. Real simple, real easy. And just for watching this podcast, you guys will get a discount on all programs. Just enter the code PODCAST. Real simple, no spaces. Okay. PODCAST at um, www.ck1sports.com. And you get a uh, discount on all programs. Just hit the link for programs and you get a discount just from watching this podcast.
0: Okay. Awesome. So that's, that's huge. I will uh, also allude to that in my uh, outro, of the, the podcast after we end. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Is um, that include t-shirts or is that just programs and bands? What is that? Does that include everything?
1: Uh, that was for the vert program VRT program, or the strength program, but we can also do some, some shirts as well. We probably okay. do all the shirts. Basically okay. all content. Real we'll do all content on the CK One Sports website. Okay, perfect. The, uh, That's what's up. Yeah, use a promo code podcast.
0: Alright, come uh podcast, I'll put that in the uh the outro. And um my last question. Top five people dead or alive that you could have a thirty minute conversation with.
1: Thirty minute combo. Yeah. Of Top course, five Nip-
0: people dead or alive who are or
1: alive. Oh, all right, I got Nipsey Hustle. Okay. Um, if she's also, uh, uh, probably Tupac. <laughs> um, he's one of mine. man this is on the spot.
0: Um, <laughs> um
1: like I said, uh, David Zander. Okay. I like his, I like his come up. Um, This is tough. I was not prepared for this.
0: <laughs> uh, I had to throw you one curveball, man. Obama.
1: Hey. Okay. I like to talk to Obama. And I'm trying to think of a business person that
0: that I I, I pay attention to. Um, I mean, you got Nipsey. Nipsey's definitely business minded. Definitely
1: business minded.
0: Pac even was business minded.
1: Yeah, I'll say. I'll say Jay Z.
0: Okay. Word. That's just just to come up, Jay Z Obama, Nipsey, Pop, and Xander.
1: Yes, Dave and Xander. Yeah,
0: all right, that's a, that's a pretty dope top five.
1: Yeah, <laughs> appreciate uh, that. Man,
0: yeah, of course, bro. It's great having you on here. Um, we have, obviously we connect a lot, we're gonna stay connected. We've got a lot more yeah. to talk about business opportunities, ventures. Inventions. Um oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I gotta send you stuff. the link, man.
0: Yeah, so um I definitely look forward to having you on here again and just talking to you obviously um outside of here, just in general. But uh thank you for your time, brother. I really appreciate it.
1: And appreciate uh,
0: too, man. yeah, anything else you wanna add at the end here or you good?
1: Uh just make sure you guys check out both of our content, man. We got a lot more in store. Uh, definitely plan on coming out with a lot of new things, especially when my time gets freed up from school and I know Dylan is, is working on creating a lot of dope content. So make sure you stay tuned, man.
0: Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And, uh, I'll be done with school in December. How about yourself?
1: Uh, I have to retake a class. I have to, uh, I'll be done in spring. So.
0: Okay. That's not bad. All right. Well, uh, everybody stay tuned. CK1. It's on the come up. On the
1: come up, man. Limitless everything, man. Limitless hey. theory, limitless nutrition.
0: Mm. We unlimited. Uh, unlimited. Opportunities man. are limitless, man. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. All right, man. Please, y'all, if you were able to take anything from today's podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and anybody you know looking to live that free and limitless lifestyle you can even leave a comment down below and i'll get back to you personally anything would be greatly appreciated also the lt360 podcast is partnered with lots of awesome companies and we do not partner lightly these brands are all well approved from a moral ethical and product standpoint so please feel free to do your research but i do not think you'll be disappointed in what you find yo 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 so today's podcast is brought to you by a couple different sites. First of all, what you already heard is we partnered with ck1sports.com. And Chris was generous enough to give everybody that listened into this podcast a discount on all programs and apparel. So if you go over to ck1sports.com, you can check out his programs, check out his gear, The shirts that me and him both had on during the podcast. And you can check out my favorite program that he sells. is the combination program that me and him put together of his CK1 strength program and my Limitless Nutrition Guide for Athletes. So check that out. Use the word podcast at checkout for a discount code. Once again, use the word podcast at checkout for a discount code. At the least, check out his testimonials. And check out all the people he's helped dunk with CK1 Vert and CK1 Strength. Next, I want y'all to check out Nutrametrics.com backslash Limitless Theory 3. I just partnered with them. I became an official Nutrametrics health professional with them. I'm also a consultant with the company. We are changing healthcare one professional and one patient at a time with customized wellness solutions. Check it out. Any nutrition questions, skincare analysis, custom cocktail supplementation, genetic testing, and much, much more can all be found on there. So go check that out. Tons of free resources. And if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so on there. Everything is sent directly to me. So lastly, we have eastbay.com as our partner store for the podcast. eastbay.com if you are a partner, a customer of mine, sorry, a customer of mine on shop.com or isotonics, Neutrometrics, TLS, any of those, you have an account set up with me. You can go to shop.com and in the description, the search bar, search for eastbay.com and it will bring you directly to the East Bay site. And since we were talking so much about athletics and having the proper gear and having the proper equipment, you can check out Eastbay.com and save 2% by getting cash back with whatever you buy, simply by having a free account as a shop.com customer with me. If you need any help or are interested in that, please let me know. This is where I used to buy all my kicks and all my Under Armour gear before the season would start. They helped me a lot. I'm looking to help you guys. 2% cash back on anything and everything you buy and free shipping every day at eastbay.com if you go through shop.com backslash Limitless Theory. Alrighty. Once again, this podcast is a reality for me, the guests, and yourself, the listener, because of these established partnerships. So please continue to support these awesome brands and people. Remember, I am, we are, life is limitless. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.